Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host Paige Hardy and this is episode 78. Another quarantine podcast for you guys. Hopefully these are keeping you at least a little bit more preoccupied on your Wednesdays than when you don't watch these at 9pm o'clock at night on a Wednesday. I'm just going with it. Anyways, before we get into our guests today, I want to do a little bit of Neon News, as always. Um, First things first, last week on Neon Talk, we had Matt DiCchio, a.k.a. Jersey. He came on and we talked and had plenty of storytelling time about the last nine years of Neon Black Clothing. Um, We saw that was our birthday. So we celebrated. It was fun. If you want to go check it out, you can go find it in the video tab over in our Facebook, or you can find it on YouTube as well. Um, other than that, uh, again, as last week, I mentioned we are not dropping our nine-year uh, release until a little bit further down the line. I will keep you guys posted as we figure that out as well. Um, other than that, um, Devious is my background music going on today. Huge shout out to Devious, killing it on the uh, live streams. Um, but other than that, into the meat and potatoes of today. Our guest is Tom Cartwright. He has been a event promoter. He does lighting in the music and entertainment industry in Raleigh. Um, and he just has a pretty good perspective on things. So we're going to go ahead and chit-chat and have a good time about COVID. So you guys get comfortable, eat some popcorn. It's quarantine podcast time. I said, how goes it? What's Very up? Good. Not much, just hanging out, you know, trying to survive boredom. Um, I think I'm definitely going to finish Netflix before this is over, so we're going to see how this goes. I'm already through, um, halfway through season three of Ozark, so. Like, all of Netflix? Like, you mean, like, you're just going to finish, like, all? I mean, not, not actually <laughs> finish it, but, like, every good show that I want to watch, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up finishing um, yeah. and then at that point, it's just going to be like the random, hmm, okay, this looks interesting. I'm going to click that and go from there. So, we'll <laughs> you know, I I was like in the beginning of quarantine, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to be productive. And I like, I was pretty productive on a daily and like, I was getting stuff done. My dog wanted to uh, interrupt this podcast. Thing. Um, I was getting like stuff done. And then like this came along and I'm like, shit, I got extra time that I didn't plan on having. I thought I was going to be able to stay productive and stay, like, keep, like, busy. Now nah, I'm at the point now where I'm catching up on movies. I'm catching up on classics. <laughs> I think one of, one of my biggest worries... Uh, one of, you keep cutting out, but uh, I think one of my worries was that the ABC store was going to be closed. Um, I didn't know how, <laughs> how serious everything was going to be, but, I mean, thank goodness that the government definitely thinks it's a essential business so you know for all my fellow weekend drinkers that's that's definitely a good thing <laughs> yeah it, make, it makes it a little bit more tolerable i guess you could say yeah yeah and i mean especially in moderation and working from home just being cooped up in general definitely having a release is uh is i feel like a little essential here and there yeah well i mean work from home because where else can you just wake up, eat breakfast, brush your teeth, and then lounge around in pajamas and get everything done? Because I know me personally, I would have the dopest onesie and just chill and like, you know, take little breaks to like give my dog some attention and then just go back to work. 
<laughs> it's all fun and games until you have uh, you have video games and you have to at least put like a blouse on or like a nice top. And but you can still wear the sweatpants though. Yeah, you from the waist up. You have your nice dress shirt on, and then you just. All right, I'm gonna try to switch to my Wi-Fi because I don't know why we're lagging so bad. And we're back. There we go. Uh, right. Issues as always. Yeah, first world problems. Very much first world problems. Um, but anyways, where where are we? Okay, what you were doing to keep yourself preoccupied during quarantine? So you've been watching Netflix and everything like that. So. Um, let's take a step back and uh, kind of assess more of, of who you are and, you know, what you do in the music industry and just kind of uh, your perspective a little bit before we jump into these uh, these coronavirus questions. <laughs> notifications. All right. Um, so, first of all, my name is Tom. Some people call me Tommy. Uh, my Instagram is at Mr. Tommy Band. So, if you guys want to give me a follow, you guys can. Um, so... As far as, like, me and the music industry, it all started out, um, I think, like, maybe, like, five, six years ago, I went to my first EDM show. I made my way out to Charlotte and got to see Yellow Claw with my best friend. Um, and from there, I kind of, like, blew off. Uh, I'm always, I've always been, like, a people person and, you know, love to network and get to meet new people. So, um, from that moment on, I started getting to know, um, a few people out in Charlotte and just started connecting and meeting this person and that person and this person and that person. And over time, you know, I was going to a decent amount of shows, like maybe every weekend, every other weekend. Um, and after a certain point, I got to meet Freaky, uh, which is one of the DJs out in Charlotte. I'm sure if anybody is from, you know, North Carolina, they know who he is. And then from then I got to meet, you know, DVS, Jordan Castle and a bunch of other people. And eventually found myself promoting with Sugar Society. Uh, besides that, I was helping out with Pulse. For those of you in Raleigh, I'm sure everyone knows the Pulse shows. Uh, those used to be pretty big. And, you know, besides uh, EDM shows, I started making my way, like, into the club scene. So I started going to, you know, Still Life. And then after I turned 21, making my way to Alchemy. And just, you know, bouncing around Glenwood. Um, and, you know, from then on, uh, started picking up, you know, once you go out a lot, you look for something new. And mm -hmm. one of my buddies, Mikey, who works at Still Life doing lights, he actually saw that I was a little bit interested. So, I, you know, every now and then, you know, on the weekend, I'd play with the lights a little bit. And um, he eventually was like, hey, you know, you're, you're catching on pretty quick. You know, would this be something you're interested interested in doing? And Everyone wants to be a DJ. Everybody. I can think of multiple people that have, you know, controllers at home. So, you know, I was like, you know, this is something different. Maybe, you know, I could go somewhere with this. Why not? So, um, started learning from him. And then one weekend he was just like, hey, have fun. You got this. And, you know, for the next three hours, I took control of the lights at the club. And that kind of started what I'm doing now, which is besides my normal job, um, before this all started happening, I started working at Hive Nightclub, which just opened up in Raleigh, where the old city limits used to be, yep. and I'm the lighting technician there, so. 
I actually um, had the pleasure of going over and visiting that place before, before all this did happen. And uh, it's funny, like, how different but similar it still mm -hmm. is and, like that vibe. But uh, I definitely love what they've done on the inside. So you can tell um, they've definitely added a lot of, of work and especially lighting into that place, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, the last time I went before they started remodeling it was the Prime Festival after party, and it looked completely different. And you go there now, and they've rearranged a lot of things, they've remodeled the place, and we do have you know some decent lighting. But at some point, I think after speaking with Donovan, who's the GM, and the owners, at some point we're supposed to get some more lights in and. It should be at the same level or better than how Alchemy is right now with all their lights. So looking forward to that. We just got to get through this like little speed bump. And, yeah. you know, we'll eventually get to that. So we'll see. Hell yeah. That's really exciting, man. It's cool that you've, uh, you've got kind of like a, a project baby, you know, ready for you once all this stuff settles down a little bit. Gives you time to also, I'm sure, do plenty of research and kind of do your own homework and stuff too while you've had the time off. Yeah, I, I know definitely when, whenever this pandemic or whatever you want to call it is over, everyone is going to be going crazy that first weekend out. I'm absolutely oh, yeah. sure. I mean, it, it's going to be bad, but in a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. There's Glenwood, Fayetteville Street, like, down by where the hive is. I forgot what road that is. Um, all that. That's going to be, we're going to be packed. It's crazy. I'm excited, though. It'll be fun. Um, so I guess kind of going into COVID a little bit and how it's affected, you know, not just the music industry, but small businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, people who are just kind of starting to figure out things within the entertainment industry too, skill-wise. Um, when COVID first kind of came into North Carolina before really there was the big scare and everything, what was your first, like, thought process when um, – it came to the entertainment industry and what was going to be happening? Um, well, we know they started, like, postponing shows before they started canceling them. You know, a lot of people were definitely upset. Uh, and then when it hit the point to where, you know, festivals and shows and stuff like that started getting canceled, you know, a lot of people were definitely bummed. But I think what a lot of people definitely over or, like, would, didn't think about was – you know, venue staff, festival staff, all those companies that put in all that money and were depending on those checks to come in from, you know, setting up lights to working festivals and venues and all that definitely ended up missing out on because, you know, that's their job. They make a living off that. And, you know, a lot of people were bummed. OK, I'm not going to be able to go to EDC Vegas or Electric Forest. But I think most people didn't think about all those other people that were affected besides them. Uh, and their yeah. fun time. So that was like the first thing that definitely, well, one of the first things that popped into my mind. Yeah. Um, for sure. There's definitely, you know, I've got my fair share of obviously not being a photographer, but also having my fair share of friends that are in the entertainment music industry, et cetera. Even just the event planning industry too. I mean, um, it's just wild to see kind of the domino effect of how this has like hit so many people people that you know you want to think about affecting not being an essential and you know really just seeing you know how hard it's hit the community in general i mean state by state it's it's wild um one thing that i definitely i applaud a lot of these musicians 
or uh, is doing these live free like live streams, even though, yeah, Twitch and stuff, we have donation buttons. And there's always a place to donate, which people should if people are giving up their time to do these for sure. Um, but what are your thoughts on uh, on all these artists kind of jumping into the, the live stream worlds when it comes to music? Um, I'm definitely about it. I support it like 100%. Music's always been something that people enjoy, you know, whether you're sitting at home listening to music in your room or like in the car going somewhere. Plus, it's definitely good for the artists and producers that are putting it out because it's exposure. Um, you know, someone, you know, if I'm sitting at home and I don't have work and, you know, I'm just browsing, looking for, you know, something to do, someone could stumble across your live stream. And then the next thing you know, you have new fans, you have new people that are looking into your music. I mean, music labels might, I'm pretty sure plenty of them are like sifting through the live streams um, and it's just really good exposure. So I'm, I'm about it. I'm for it. I've definitely watched quite a few live streams this weekend and it, it's just amazing what they're doing. Um, Virtual Riot threw a mini festival on Minecraft and did a live yeah, show. That's cool. I don't, know if, I don't know if you tuned into that, but we were just uh, on YouTube no. clicking through, through, um, uh, live streams and the next thing you know they had a festival on minecraft and people were sitting at home or hopping on their xbox or playstation or whatever hanging out just like they're at a normal festival oh yeah yeah i know it's pretty uh it's wild to see like the the numbers and the amount of engagement that these live streams have i mean i've done a few here and there for my like just random photo editing um and i think it's crazy just the amount of exposure that people are still getting not like i mean just marketing wise i mean i I'm in the digital marketing world, so like I do understand it, but it's wild to see like the increase in such like a quick time of people really catching on to like the actual streaming itself and and the benefits of it. I think it's really really cool. Um, you know, one one point that you know my father made the other day that kind of enlightened me. It was like you know music really helps get through times of crisis and times like this, like during, you know, during we had Woodstock for the Vietnam War, there was the big band era during like getting everybody out of World War II. So I kind of feel like this online, you know, live streaming sesh is definitely something that's helped get, uh, you know, a lot of our generation out of this crisis. I think it's just really cool. The, um, the, it's the word I'm looking for. Oh my gosh. Can't think of it, but um, regardless, at the end of the day, do you think that there's other ways that uh, people can can give to and support these artists uh, aside from obviously like just donating like their their streams? Um, so you know, of course, donations are always nice. It helps support the artists, especially you know, there are a lot of DJs that work in Glenwood and Fayetteville Street and all that. They're not going to be able to work during the week. A lot of people definitely depend on the revenue from their, you know, usual um, gigs. But besides that, you know, just as far as like sharing or giving support, stuff like that, that, I mean, that always helps. Like someone who's putting their time and dedicating their time to creating a craft, which would be their sets and the music they play, you know, just the support itself is, you know, a big help to them. Or like, it's always... You know, if, if I were to spend my time and come up with a mix, just, you know, just getting a good job or saying someone, having someone say that they enjoyed it. I mean, that, that definitely means a lot, especially when 
you're a lot of these people put their emotion into it. So, but um, and then again, what you were saying about how like it's always been in times of need and like hardship moments that people have, you know, played music to help. Like even that scene in the Titanic, you know, you had the people yeah. playing the violins. Um, there's been plenty of war documentaries and movies and stuff like that. You know, everyone's at that hard moment and it's just like breaking out in song definitely helps too. Um, so, you know, music, music's definitely an escape and soothing to the soul. So, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, one thing that I think also artists, I mean, even people, you know, in the lighting industry and other people just in the entertainment industry, kind of what they could do, um, with these opportunities to watch all these live streams is, um, you know, take the opportunity to do research on people that they could collaborate with and move forward with after this quarantine is kind of done. Is that something that, you know, even being in the lighting industry, you think would be beneficial? Um, I agree, yeah. It's kind of different, though, because, you know, most of the work I do happens at the club. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if I had the, you know, light setup that I have here at the house or an apartment, or a studio versus like what we have there it's, it's not the same uh i think it mostly is going to go help out mm -hmm. musicians and producers and stuff like that but i mean yeah you could you could always network up you know if i was still doing some work in the promoting field i could definitely see someone's live stream if they're mm -hmm. local you know maybe have them come out one night and play play a set or a mix at the club yeah so um Kind of going back to the whole community aspect of COVID, um, in regards to the entertainment industry specifically, there is the uh, Entertainment Industry Foundation um, that has been, uh, that started up a refund, not a refund, a <laughs> relief fund for um, a lot of artists and other people in the entertainment industry. Um, like the music for relief uh, actually was started by Linkin Park back when the original Indian Ocean tsunami happened. Um, do you think that organizations like EIF, um, you know, being founded really help the community with longevity of what things are gonna be like afterwards? Uh, I definitely do think so. And piggybacking off that, um, so I'm not sure if you know Ama, uh, you know, he DJs on Glenwood a lot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one thing that he's posting on his Instagram story right now, uh, so I guess a website popped up, someone put together, it's called COVID Livestream, I believe it's called, don't quote me on that, but what they're doing is they're having a bunch of different, you know, public figures in, like, the Raleigh area, musicians, DJs, so they're doing kind of, like, live stream shows, and people are going and buying tickets, I think for like 10, 10 to $15 and all that money is going towards um, the charity or something that the person who's playing or on the live streams choice. So all the money is going to, I have it written down. All the money that is being collected off the ticket sales is going to help out people in the service industry as far as you know, DJs, musicians, I think people are donating to servers and stuff like that as well. So, that's I mean, that's, it's, really it's, cool. it's pretty cool to see people come together and just, you know, really look out for each other. No, 100%, especially since it's not just, a, you know, a community-based thing. It's not just a country-based thing. It's 
it's worldwide, but it's cool to also see just the community itself, you know, have that that tight of a connection to be able to create something like this. That's that's really awesome. I had no idea. I mean, I I, I know I think I know what um like live stream festival type situation you're talking about, but I had no idea about the the foundation. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely want to see yeah. more of that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not just that either. I've been seeing like on Facebook and stuff like that. A lot of people are definitely supporting people's small businesses and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people, they have family that own restaurants and, you know, even just like a, a share on Facebook to help support, go pick up food or buy delivery from those small businesses instead of these chains. Because, I mean, yeah, the chains are going to take a loss in revenue, but for the most part, those small businesses and like mom and pop shops and stuff like that, they're going to be the ones who definitely are affected more because, um, you know, that's, that's their main source of revenue. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I was actually going to transition into that. You did a better transition than I did. <laughs> Do my job for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely agree. I mean, aside from, you know, like the NBA and like Broadway and all that, like it'll, it'll always survive. There's stocks, there's people that'll invest in that, but there are definitely, you know, a lot of small companies and mom and pop shops that are around Raleigh that I've, I've watched, you know, doing Uber Eats here and there that I've seen kind of go down in business and, and it is sad because, you know, people who come here for the, you know, set American dream who, you know, set up shop and live strictly off that. It's definitely, it's hard to see them, them struggle. And I definitely think coming together as a community, aside from music industry, but just for everything in general, um, is, is something that needs to happen in order to really help everybody after the fact. Otherwise, there's definitely going to be, I think, a lot of companies that just aren't going to be able to get their feet back on the ground. And it's going to be sad. It's a lot of good yeah, food I mean, out there. Yeah, that's... that's, that's <laughs> Aside from the food, but I'm just making, you know, light of the heart yeah. moment. Um, <laughs> so, um, I guess kind of piggybacking on the whole funding in general, like crowdfunding, do you think that there should be kind of more sourced funding or ways that people should be able to donate or help out these small businesses, even if they might not be in like, say the general area? I don't know, what do you think um, about Well, something, I, I can't think of anything specifically. I, I know I've seen celebrities and, you know, rich people just like popping up on Twitter and just, randomly finding someone that's you know going through a hardship like service um i know you, yeah. know you can file for unemployment and stuff like that but i'm, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work with servers because you know they're making like what 250 an hour and then most of their income is based on yeah. tips and then you have people like in the sex worker industry so you know how how are strippers working besides you know potentially like making only fans and stuff like that there are there are a lot of people that the way they're making money is definitely affected and they're not going to be able to take like enjoy the benefits like other people are who have you know just normal monday through friday or weekend jobs that aren't essential so um it would be cool to see someone come up with an idea some way of you know people finding someone that you know is I wouldn't say looking for a handout, but, you know, reaching out to find someone in need and be able to, like, help them out, whether it's, you know, food or 
toiletries or you know money too. One hundred percent. There's definitely uh, you know a lot of people affected for sure, and I think just coming together, like I said earlier, just coming together in this community. Um, I think at the end of the day is really what just will get us through this in general. Um, do you think? How do you? So I guess. So how do you think things are gonna like affect just society in general when it comes to things kind of going back to to back to business, back to usual? How do you think things are gonna like business wise, music wise, kind of what's your thought about how we're gonna come up out of this? Um, well, I definitely think it's gonna open up a lot of people's eyes. You know, a lot of people didn't ever think something like this would happen. Um, there's a lot of people that definitely live paycheck to paycheck and, you know, are more focused on spending money on this and that and just don't really have a saving setup. So, you know, hopefully people can just take this situation and take into light everything that's happened and, you know, better themselves and put themselves in a better position just in case like anything in the future like this were to happen again. Um, you know, luckily, I, I used to live paycheck to paycheck at one point. And, you know, just growing up and becoming more of an adult, I, you know, saw how important it was for myself to have, like, savings. You know, I have a vehicle. If something goes wrong, I don't want to just be SOL and just be screwed. If I, you know, you need money to pay for things. So it's definitely nice to, like, set aside money for money, not just money, but, like, food and just stuff like that just in case anything happens because you never know <laughs> what could happen i mean not to like go off on the wind here but the movie red dawn i mean <laughs> if, if some yeah. crazy stuff were to happen you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow and you know crazy, yeah. the world's a crazy place crazy stuff always happens so it's it's nice to be prepared in some way um not only that but Hopefully, like, when this is all over and everyone goes back to being normal, people can just be more appreciative of everything. Because, you know, I never knew, like, I enjoyed going outside, but just being able to go see my friends and go do this and that. Now I can't. Fayetteville has a mandatory curfew. Can't leave after nine, even if you're essential. Um, oh, yeah, because you're... <laughs> Uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just yeah. like people. It's just you know people. The small things that people overlook in life. Um, hopefully, after this, they'll just be able to be like, okay, I'm more appreciative of being able to do this and do that and go see my friends and things of the sort. I guess you could say. No, for sure. I definitely think that's a very that's a very good mindset to be able to have with with taking things from this. Um, I guess really my last question is just what's a piece of advice you would give to hell anybody? <laughs> um, first of all, stay inside. Don't be <laughs> that person. I've seen it on, like, I understand if, if you know, some people are going to go see their friends and hang out. But don't be that person that's having a party three times this week, linking up with like 20, 30 different people because I hate to say it, but you're the issue. The, the chance of exposure from big gatherings is high, a lot higher than, you know, me going to see like one or two people. I mean, you're sh technically not supposed to do that, but the, the risk of exposure is definitely a little lower. And then another thing I would say is, you know, it, it could be a lot worse. Luckily, you know, we live in the U.S. and we have access to things like 
TV, Netflix, you know, video games. A lot of people are playing video games. Um, think about the uh, people that are like in third world countries. They're, they're not going to have as much stuff to do for us like, like we do. You know, I can go to the store and pick up something. I can turn on some TV and watch episodes or something. Like, it's not that bad. It's, it'll pass eventually. But don't, I've seen a lot of people get really sad and depressed and just, yeah, it could be a lot worse. That, that's my thing. So I think everybody is going to be okay. You know, we'll make it through it. We just got to like hold in there and just wait. Hell yeah, man. I love it. I love it. It's definitely, definitely a waiting game for us for damn sure. But I appreciate you coming on here and, and chit-chatting about all the chaos that's uh, that's going on in the world and your perspective on it. I'm excited to see you back in the club once uh, yeah, all this. I miss it so much. So much. <laughs> My weekends definitely feel empty. And I know a lot of people that work out uh, in like the nightlife scene in Raleigh and North Carolina and everywhere just just absolutely miss it. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. You know, hopefully it ends at the end of this month or ASAP. So we'll see. Hell yeah, man. Well again, I appreciate it. Stay safe. Thanks again. I had a blast and I will uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good. All right, bye man. All right, bye. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Neon Talk. Um, I thought it was pretty productive. Um, you know, I think that it should hopefully bring a good light to everybody's eyes about different people, different perspectives, and um, maybe just an appreciation, as Tom said. So if you guys want to be on an episode of Neon Talk, uh, you can go give us a follow or, um, you know, a direct message. And then you just say direct message. You can give us a follow while you're over there if you want to, though. Um, at Neon Black Clothing on Instagram and Facebook. You can also message me personally at Paige Hardy underscore. Um, other than that, I will see you guys next week. Stay inside, stay safe, and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.